0: Welcome to the Cup and Saucy Book Club.
1: I'm Jen. And I'm Zanna.
0: So today is a special bonus episode. This is not about what's in our cups today. It is about spilling the tea.
1: That's right.
0: Spilling the tea on a topic that has come up in in our podcast and in other places, but recent news has made us want to talk about this very subject And that subject is the use of AI narrators for audiobooks. We have a lot to say to the audiobook world about AI narrators. This is something that is a technology that has been going on for several years and improving all of the time, but we feel that it's something that should not exist for storytelling. We have said many times on this podcast that storytelling is a universal human experience. As such, when you bring in an artificial intelligence to a human connection, which is what is happening when you listen to an audiobook narrator tell you a story, that is a human connection as much as if that person was face-to-face with you. To have a computer-generated voice tell you that story instead loses something. It loses something for the reader. It loses something for the author. And it definitely loses something for the audiobook narrators, the human audiobook narrators, who are seeing a threat to their livelihoods. There is a recent release by Apple Audiobooks to promote very quietly, notice, AI-narrated audiobooks. This is currently available on Apple Books. All of those books right now have to say that they are narrated by Apple Books. That's how you know, that's how you know it's an AI narrator. In our very first episode, when we talked about the, the audio play, These Walls Can Talk, it was presented as a parody, Artie Smarts and his AI narration. And there was a whole lot of uh, discussion within the book about what humans can do and what AI could do and couldn't do. And it was presented in such a way that you thought, eh, yeah, this is a futuristic and they're taking it to the extreme and it's not doing what it's doing.
1: Well, the android part.
0: Yeah, the android part of it. <laughs> This already exists. Unfortunately, because we were recording this episode very quickly and we did not have the opportunity to secure rights to any of the samples, we will put in show notes a link to an article from Business Insider in which they compare five different voices and the reporter has to decide if they are human or AI. I would love to show you the difference in the samples, but I will talk about it and say that there were one or two that I couldn't tell. And they are, uh, AI is improving all the time, but the improvements still don't cover, they still don't get.
1: There's a nuance that they don't quite get. And Yeah, yeah. I was listening to some of these as well. I started listening to the, I went to the, or the AI Apple narration site and I listened to there four different voices that they had. With their small sample size that's on the, the main page, it's hard to tell. Yes. They're pretty well done. They're, each of the samples is less than about a minute. In that space of time, it's very difficult to see anything other than maybe it's a little bit of a dry reading, um, but not it doesn't sound so robotic. However, then if you click the read the, or, you know, read the book, and I didn't pay for the book, but I did this, the longer sample, the five minute sample on them. And within those, there were just, there were phrases and words and things that just, it was obvious that it was not a native speaker of human English. Yes, so I mean, there's <laughs> just exactly. things, things like over blossoms on my lemon bush instead of lemon bush. It's, you know, it's, it's a small subtlety, but when you say it that way, it sounds almost dirty, and I don't think that's how they meant it, or let go of the superfluous, superfluous. Most people notice it, pronounce that. And if you don't know, then your producer is usually going to tell you. Yes, if you're an audiobook narrator, yeah, and that's the other piece is that you're taking out not just the audiobook narrator, but the producers and and the people who that that give those books a human element. Now, I will say that I don't whole cloth necessarily agree that it's a dangerous thing. All right, I think that there is a place for it. I think that there is, especially since audiobooks open up a world for people who are neurodivergent or who have blindness or some other issue that keeps them from from reading in a traditional way and there are only so many narrators and there are a lot of there are a lot more books than there are books that have been narrated. And maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> maybe it's yeah. that maybe some books really shouldn't be narrated, but this in some ways makes it available to a larger swath I will say, though, that there is a notable difference. If you go from listening to an audiobook narrator, an actual human narrating, and then switch over to the AI immediately, it's night and day.
0: Agreed. Uh, there's...
1: Yeah, it's not as bad as like the robotic voices of past screen reader type things, but it's noticeable.
0: It is noticeable. In the Business Insider article... One of the things that I noticed with the samples that they provided was that the AI narrators couldn't do accents. Mm. There was no discernible difference. When they got to dialogue, Mm -hmm. there was no discernible difference between who was speaking. Yeah, And I mean, this is, I know that this is something that, that human narrators struggle with is to make, making sure that each of the voices sound different. And if you have a conversation with, you know, five people going on
1: in a page. But you're just talking to yourself while you're narrating it. Yeah, Yeah.
0: which uh, all you're doing is talking to yourself in a booth. But you have to make each of those voices sound different enough. Right, right. But that that is part of the talent that is required. That's the artistry. And the artistry that is required to do that. That is
1: definitely the artistry. And this is the same issue that you're coming up with. Any type of uh, the the new AI things that are hitting the news right now. So we've got, you know, the the Lenza app that stole from artists to create their AI graphics to have multiple styles of, of art with you. Yes. I mean, it's cute and fun until you realize that it's actually stealing from artists and not necessarily improving on the art, which is what Okay, every human steals from other artists. That's, but that's the nature of the art. But what they do with it is they usually elevate it or take it in a different direction. And unfortunately, with AI, what you have is garbage in, garbage out. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And it's not even, and it, it can't even be qualified as a, or considered to be just derivative, which is bad yeah. enough. Yeah. It's, it's actually trash. Yeah, And I do agree with you, Zana, that there is a time and place for AI. As we've said previously, you know, doing map directions or, you know, doing the kind of like Siri type of things where, you know, there is that. Also, for people who cannot speak. Those with conditions similar to uh, what Stephen Hawking had or Mm -hmm. what uh, Roger Eber had. Now, in Roger Eber's case, for those who don't know, Roger Eber, the movie critic, he had a condition where he had mouth cancer and he lost the ability to speak. However, they were able to use a similar technology to what was used for Stephen Hawking and because the man was so prolific, had spoken all of these words with the Siskel and Ebert show in interviews, etc., cetera, that they were able to give him his voice back, essentially. That they digitally recreated all of the words that he had said and used that so that he, when he spoke using the device, that you heard his words. It
1: sounded like him.
0: Yeah, it sounded like him. Right. The, inf- uh, the inflections weren't perfect. But, I mean, what an incredible gift. Mm -hmm. That is the potential for AI. Something like that is an incredible use of AI voice technology. Even Stephen Hawking, who, when he narrated his books, it was, yes, it's a computer-generated voice, but that is the voice that people identify with Stephen Hawking. It is not, Mm
1: -hmm. it is, you know, he... I mean, that, that, had, that became Stephen Hawking's voice.
0: Exactly. And, and to the point, in fact, that he actually, he himself couldn't remember what his own voice sounded like. Right. Towards the end of his life. As I said, there is a time and place for it. Mm-hmm. And there are sites like Speechify that will take your textbooks and AI narrate them. That is helpful for the... You know the neurodivergent, the visually impaired, that those who have the need—not mm-hmm. just the desire, but the actual need—to have an audio version of these books that they that they use—that has its place. Uh-huh. However, story—I do not think that it can replace storytelling uh, with human storytelling.
1: I do agree with that. I think that it's more lost than you realize when you're listening to the AI. And and even though you can get lost in the story because the AI has improved a good bit, you don't have the same level of emotional investment. Right. At least in my short experience with it. I, I think that that's true. Yeah. I think it's, it's storytelling is about connection. And when you make a connection I mean you can you can get that connection when you're reading, eyeball reading, but it's it's really hard to get that connection when it's being read by yes, a robot. I agree. And
0: the other potential danger or at least if the danger is occurring now, it's it's occurring in small in small segments, but the other danger to the audiobook narrator Or to the voiceover actor in this case, is the contracts for these for voiceover work Mm -hmm. has to reflect where that voice is used both for the current project and in the future.
1: Mm.
0: There's a clause within most voiceover contracts called in perpetuity. Mm -hmm. And so what The specifics of that vary from contract to contract, of course, but it's what is happening in perpetuity with that recording. Mm -hmm. Because we are now at the point in technology where everything is digital. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to experience a breakdown of audio quality. It'll always be the same.
1: It's not a tape of a tape of a tape. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's not a tape of a tape. It's always going to sound live, never sound like Memorex, you know? Right. Yes, I dated myself, but whatever. Um, yeah, well,
1: we're both, <laughs> yeah. we're both there.
0: <laughs> Those, but the in perpetuity clause has to be carefully read by voiceover artists because you may have the potential to see, like with the graphic artists, mm-hmm. that your voice is then used for AI in a way that you never intended.
1: Well, and that's one of the things that they say in some of these, not just the Apple AI, but the other AI narration services. You know, these are based on real narrators. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're they are basically, to, and I, I don't know enough about the contract process to know whether or not these people have been compensated for this. But I would guess probably not, other than by that contract, the infrastructure. Import- perpetuity contract
0: yeah whatever whatever compensation was in the initial contract yes neither Zana nor i have enough legal education and or <laughs> uh, and or knowledge this is not
1: legal advice this is not legal yeah. advice
0: this is more to the readers a buyer beware mm-hmm. the reason that we are doing this episode is because we want to protect storytelling
1: mm-hmm.
0: In looking at those contracts, and you know, and looking at voiceover uh, for voiceover artists, that care has to be taken because it's not just going to affect the voiceover artist. Right. It is going to affect the production companies mm-hmm. that produce them. It's going to affect the authors too. Mm-hmm. Because imagine the kind of reputation that you get. As not being willing to work with other people,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, it's it's a it's a basic does not work well with others kind of optic, you know, and it has significant implications for everybody connected to books, the authors, the publishers. I mean, yes, the cost cutting is one thing, yeah, but at what cost?
1: Yeah, at what cost? Exactly. Yeah. But you're also, you're moving the industry to something else, right? So you're you're taking it away from artists and putting it into IT. In IT, we're already short-staffed. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't need to always be all, all about IT. And, you know, there's just, there's something that, yeah, you could still use the technology, but uh, yeah. just people are better. You
0: know, you need to look at who is... Who is really looking into
1: all of this? Now, uh, Apple announced this. And who is benefiting financially from it? (laughs) And who is
0: benefiting financially from it? Exactly. Follow the money. Follow the money. Because I will tell you, it is not the authors and it is not the narrators. And it is not. It's.
1: No, it's it's the apples.
0: It's it's the technology companies, actually. Um, Because it's, I, I I would say that even as much cost cutting as publishers are doing, it's not benefiting, it will not benefit the publishers in the long run.
1: No, it doesn't. And it doesn't benefit anybody but the tech companies, because I mean, really, audiobooks in general have become a very, very hot ticket item which is why there's interest in it in the first place. So there's interest by the tech company. The reason why they're so interested in doing this is because there's a lot of money there. I mean, that's always, you know, I joke about the follow the money thing, but that's the reality of it is that, you know, unless there was a huge financial windfall available for the tech companies, there's no point in doing it. They're not doing it for you. They're not doing it for you to be able to consume more books, yeah. more easily. It's all about what's in it for them.
0: It is, and yes, it was Apple Books that you know is launching this most recently.
1: But they're not the only one. Do
0: not think, yeah. Do not think for a second. Google is looking into this space. Amazon is looking
1: into this space. Speaking of Amazon, though, so Amazon owns Audible. And currently, yeah. Audible does not allow the AI. Exactly.
0: Exactly. You cannot You cannot find any of those AI-narrated books on Audible.
1: Don't kid yourself. Amazon is always always going to be about the bottom line. And yes. so even though Audible doesn't currently do AI-narrated books, yeah. you bet your bottom dollar that they are going to to start doing it if they see that there is a financial benefit
0: they will they will do it when i think that that amazon is waiting on they're waiting on the blowback Uh, yeah they're waiting on the blowback and they're also waiting on the technology to improve enough that you can't tell the difference
1: right and that's coming i mean to be honest it's coming it is i make fun of your lemon bush, but it's coming. It's, it you know that they'll, they'll fix that. Yeah,
0: it's it's a lot harder. Yeah, it's a lot harder to tell. Mm-hmm. You know, we. I mean, you can still, but that uh, that. And when we- you
1: run it through its paces, this is this is like the Chat GPT thing too. I mean, yeah, that uh-huh. Chat GPT. That is hard to say. It is hard to say. <laughs> With that, you know, that's writing papers for people. Yeah, I mean, you push it in the wrong place and it's yeah. going to come out with garbage. But there are going to be people who, who improve, it, improve it and improve it. And that's the point of AI is that they continually take other information, pull other info, and push it out as being more and more human. So it's currently all of these things, the the AI narration and the chat chat, gpt and like apps like lenza and all those sorts of things those are and are not just lenza there's all sorts of deep fake kind of things and you know that ai is able to talk to and they will get to the point where you can't tell at all i mean right now there's there's things that you can push at and you things that you can test and i'm not saying that that's how you get Mm -hmm. terminator
0: but it comes close it's comes it it, it, it it
1: comes close ish and it I think there's danger when you when you go after the artists.
0: Yeah. I I I agree. The issue too is that when you have technology companies like like Apple and Google that not only have a stake in the books. Yeah, they also have a stake in the device in which the book is listened to or read. Right. Amazon doesn't have its own phone, but Google and Apple do.
1: And you I think they do. Actually, it's just not very good.
0: It's just not very good.
1: Yeah, I think that they did have an Amazon. They're phone. not
0: major players in the space. No. Uh, yeah. Well, but you know, you take you take an Apple phone and you think about all of the apps that are on there that have to mm-hmm. agree to whatever Apple wants them to do. So it's very easy for them to remove mm-hmm. players that they see as a threat. Right. You know, they there was issues previously with Spotify. There's issues there was issues previously with Apple working with, you know, having Google apps on their devices. So there is if they will take if they see an opportunity to cut away their competition, they'll do it. Mm-hmm. We you know, we have to be vigilant as consumers. I mean, on all sorts of things on, you know, everything we buy, what's the, mm-hmm. what's the environmental impact of what you're buying? What's the, you know, what's the term impact to, to a local economy, you know, all of those things. And, and mm-hmm. I hate to put this again on us, but it is, but it is on us, the consumer to make sure that these artists are compensated, that they are considered important. Because they are mm-hmm. uh, to keep this, you we must keep this going, because the technology cannot replace the humans. You know, we I mean we have seen this time and again with other things where people have lost jobs and and etc. Because technology has replaced them in some way. Mm-hmm. When you come down to a basic human interaction like storytelling the line has to be drawn. It must be drawn. And it is up to us that we support the artists who create the stories that we enjoy. And and that's and that is all of and that's all of the artists surrounding it. So the you know the authors too. And the way to do that at least in my opinion, the way to do that is to support authors Right. Who refuse to work with AI. support publishers who are careful with their contracts and how they treat the artists who work for them or who consult with them. And definitely, definitely support the narrators, Mm -hmm. support the audio production houses. And there are a lot of small independent audio production houses that support independent authors. They have a symbiotic relationship, in fact. Because it benefits the author, it benefits the narrator, and the production house. For them to be able to work together and to create the stories that we consume and enjoy. I, for one, want to continue to hear humans in my ear. And I hope that you as you, as our listeners do too. Right. We would
1: right. love to hear your thoughts mm-hmm. about... Yeah, because we would like you to keep hearing us in your ears too. Exactly. <laughs>
0: we are definitely human no way yes. Am I here <laughs> yes and we would like to continue
1: to humanity is all we have humanity is all we have <laughs> shout out to Erin mallon for that <laughs> shout out to aaron mallon
0: but also with apologies to her because we did not get permission to talk about this but from uh these walls can talk three the rise of the machine There is a section that when we originally did the episode where we reviewed These Walls Could Talk, I couldn't find this at the time, but now I could. And Vera, well, Atticus, I'm not answering questions. I'm facilitating a discussion between Atticus. Not for you either. I want to speak directly with the bot, Artie, who is the AI robot. Yes, my name is Artie Smarts and I am the audiobook narrator of Cameron Roderick's sci-fi epic Siphoning the Sun. Atticus. My name is Atticus Barneswallow. Uh, Artie. Yes, my name is Artie Smarts and I am the audiobook narrator of the Cameron Roderick's sci-fi epic Siphoning the Sun. Atticus. You mentioned that already. Tell us about your first kiss. Artie. Does not compute. Atticus. Tell us about a moment that took your breath away. Artie. Does not compute. Atticus. Tell us what you yearn for, Artie. Does not compute. Atticus, what do you fear? What do you regret? What do you mourn? What do you miss? Does not compute. Does not compute. Does not compute. Humanity is all we have, folks. Yeah. This is it. Thank you, Darren Mellon, for writing those words, because that's that yeah. sums it up beautifully.
1: Those are the things that, that humans can impart that, you can't quite get into an AI narration. There's a quality of voice that can't be... Yeah. Can't be
0: quantified. Yeah. And it can only be communicated, and it can only be heard. And we, we appreciate the narrators. We appreciate the authors. We appreciate everyone involved in telling us stories.
1: As a reminder, I just wanted to say that next time I'm going to be, or we're going to be talking about the book that Jen assigned me, The Chameleon Effect, by a wonderful voice narrator, Joe Arden. So we hope you join us for that episode. And you can follow us on social media at Cup and Saucy Books. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Mastodon, Hive, TikTok, Tumblr. And we're also on Twitter as Cup in the letter N, saucy books. Let us know if you have a book that you would like for us to review on the show and let us know if you have some other rant that you would like us to, to tackle. We'll be doing bonus episodes on months that have more than three Mondays. <laughs> or more than, wait, no. They all have more than My, three. Yeah, On books and months that have five Mondays. <laughs>
0: and we hope that to meet you in person as well uh, so we can meet human to human Zana and I will be at the upcoming Readers Take Denver conference at the end of March, and as well I'll as other at, events. Uh,
1: yeah, I'll be at uh, Romanticon in Connecticut in July, and we've got some other things coming up in the latter yep. part of the year.
0: And we we will talk more about that in future episodes. But we also want to thank you for listening, and also follow us, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, leave us a review. Leave
1: us a leave us a five star review would be great. Yes,
0: but leave <laughs> us an honest review, if you would. Yeah, all right.
1: Leave <laughs> us an honest review, which should be which five should stars? be five stars because we're fun. Please
0: leave us a review, uh, like, follow, subscribe, on your favorite podcast platform, uh, and we would so appreciate it. And it helps us to spread the word about this rant and all of the other topics that we talk about
1: we would even love and one one word reviews
0: yes like awesome excellent awesome. fabulous we'll take them all right and join us next time when we talk about the chameleon effect by joe arden and join us later in the month when we interview another special guest from the world of books
1: and probably go on a few tangents happy reading cheers